You're listening to the Drowning in Shallow podcast, where we explore rich and meaningful encouragement that doesn't try to put a bow on difficulty. I'm Janelle, a wife, mom, business owner, lover of hospitality, and fellow needer of encouragement. This is a safe place to engage one another in honestly identifying our emotions, naming our troubles, and finding hope that lasts, even when our circumstances don't change. Stop drowning in the shallow platitudes of life. It's time to jump in, grab a life raft, and learn to float in deep waters. Subscribe to my email encouragements at encouragedwithjanelle.com. If you're tired of messages about positive thinking or self-empowerment that ignore or suppress life's true difficulties or our authentic, limited humanity, you're in just the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. Welcome to Drowning in Shallow. Thanks so much for being here. I wanted to share some thoughts today on uh, the topic of trust, specifically trust that has been broken and the journey of rebuilding trust and what that what that can look like. Um, I was having a conversation with a close friend recently and um, as we were talking about it, it was just something that was bubbling up in my heart that I wanted to share. Um, I think it can be helpful to acknowledge that trust is something that's felt. It's not a tangible. And so uh, I know there are certain circumstances in my life, and I'm sure you could find some in yours, where one one party of a relationship felt that trust was broken and perhaps the other party didn't agree that trust had been broken. And I think it's important to identify that because um, trust is something that we experience and, and feel, um, it's not as important the specifics or the um, accuracy of like what transpired and um, if that breaks trust and all of that, what is important is the rebuilding of felt trust. So I think where we can start is orienting ourselves in our circumstances. Um, being able to look around the circumstance and situation and name to ourselves and to the Lord uh, what hurts, uh, why it hurts, where we feel like there was betrayal, where trust was broken, why that hurts, kind of uh, engaging with the pain that was caused by it. And as we do that in a specific way, the more specific that we can be about the pain and suffering and trial that we experience from the broken trust, the more specific we can be on the other side of the truths that transcend our experience, the truths of who God is, what the gospel says about us, um, how worthy of trust God is, how faithful he is. Um, we can only be as specific and experience existentially those good, glorious realities if we are diligent to feel the suffering and engage with the pain and articulate and name the difficulty. And that takes time. And so I think it's important for us to slow down and not feel a rush or an expectation or an entitlement. Trust is not something that um, others are entitled to from us. Trust is something that um, is often earned. I once heard a counselor say that trust was truth plus time. Um, And I think that the time 
because we as human beings were designed and formed within the construct of time, I think time is a really important factor, um, being diligent in that process. And there's a, there's a picture I've, I've had as I've sought to, I think in pictures a lot, I like analogies. Um, and it's one that I, I come back to time and again. So, so imagine that there's a person, me, you, whoever, standing um, at the shoreline in an absolutely massive, gigantic wave of trial, suffering, pain, heartache, um, agony, whatever, that is, I mean, just massive, like a tsunami that is threatening to destroy this person. You know, insert all of the Psalms <laughs> um, about the difficulties of life and enemies threatening and all of the all of the worldly fleshly realities even spiritual enemy that we have um, that threaten to undo us and what I have found myself doing is that I can often put my arms up kind of crossing them over my face and over my head in an effort to try to protect myself from the wave from the suffering trying to block it trying to minimize the blow when in reality the small amount of blocking that happens from a wave of that gargantuan size is just I mean it it doesn't do anything is the reality um but the posture is important because it's a self-protective posture. It's one that is seeking to defend itself. It's one that's trying to avoid pain, avoid suffering, run from difficulty and trial. And of course, that's understandable. But what if at the base of that wave, we can have eyes that see through it and look to the heavens entrusting our hearts and our souls to the God who is bigger than the wave, to the Lord of the storm, and to to put our arms by our side to welcome the, the wave of pain and to say in our hearts, let me not be put to shame. And I think that as we seek to rebuild trust and grow uh, grow in these ways of um, seeing our trust horizontally towards others as beginning very, very much first and foremost as a vertical trust between us and God. I think there's an element of calling as well where just in a subjective sense, we can be sensitive to God's timing for things, timing in our own healing of hearts, timing in what he's doing in relationships and situations and other people. Um, where we can have eyes that see and a heart that is prayerful about when when to trust and how to trust. I know in my own life there are circumstances and fears of, well, if this, then this. You know, we all have those, um, well, I'm afraid that, you know, X, Y, Z. And as I am working this muscle of desiring and longing to grow in an anchored trust in a loving God who allows pain and suffering. I mean, Jesus came to walk this earth, to take on our flesh, to live a life of sorrow, to be named the man of sorrows, to be acquainted with grief. This is is the path he walked for us to follow him in. And so, you know, if he can look at Judas and say, as he's being betrayed into the the hands of ungodly men who are literally going to destroy his body 
if he can look at Judas and, and see God as bigger and say, friend, I would not be calling someone betraying me to my face, friend. Friend, do what you came to do because he trusted the God of the, the Lord of the storm, his father, who was, who knew that, you know, the redemption of the world and the, the salvation of souls was at stake here. So how in a smaller way can we also existentially experience that same trust in a God who we know he is the redeemer of my soul. He is the redeemer of my heart. I can trust that even though he is calling me to this suffering, that he is going to use it to bless me. There's a line in the gospel primer by Milton Vincent that I love. It says he subjugates every trial and forces it to do good unto me. So if we have this vision and perspective that is rooted and anchored in the goodness of God and his love for us that can come by way of gigantic tsunami waves that threaten to destroy us and we can silently in our hearts before the Lord say let me not be put to shame how then can that grow as we face circumstances where we have opportunity to um, to exercise a trust in a human Maybe a human who's broken our trust, who is not worthy in and of themselves of our trust, but we can see a God who is worthy of our trust as over and above, um, you know, he, he transcends. And so how, how can we move to a place, this is where I'm working in my own heart and life, where I can say, even if the thing I feared happens, I, I trust that God will use it to do good unto me. Um... And that does, it does take time and prayer and intentionality. And we find great friends in the Psalms um, who use their voice to cry aloud to the Lord and to engage with him. And I encourage you to do that same thing today. Thanks so much for joining us today on Drowning in Shallow. Go ahead and click that subscribe button so you don't miss an encouragement.